Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As our uh, our buddy Will from Aura, Texas earlier, oh the irony! The Padres get back to 500 for the first time since May 11th and are eliminated the same night from playoff contention. Marlins overcome a three run deficit in Pittsburgh, really out of nowhere, to beat the Pirates, and the Padres will not go to the postseason in 2023. So the disappointment is setting in as the Padres get to 80 and 80 with a victory in Chicago. They hold on for a 3-2 win, two games to play. All they're really playing for is their final record right now. Again. 1880. So a lot to get into. Uh, Gabe Kapler's firing in San Francisco. What impact does that have on Bob Melvin and the Padres? What moves could the Padres make as soon as Monday? So as you make your way in, as we always tell you, please subscribe. In season, out of season, we have exclusive year-round Padres content for you. You can smash the like button for us. Please follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Jim Russell SD. You can enter to win this cap I'm wearing from Parks and Normal, by the way, by clicking the link in the description down below or clicking the link that is pinned at the top of the live chat. We appreciate the Supers on this Friday night. We really do as the season nears its conclusion. If there's anything you want to get off your chest, click the dollar sign below the chat box. We'll get to every single Super Chat here tonight. If you want to become a member, we appreciate that as well. Click join down below. But, Jim, it it is setting in. They were trying to do something that was almost impossible. Uh, The Marlins overcome that deficit and win 4-3, and the Padres have been eliminated from playoff contention in 2023. It's also ironic because – you know who was in the middle of that Marlins comeback tonight? I don't, dude. I have no idea. I was at a dinner. I have no idea. Josh old Bell. Friend, old friend Josh Bell. Yeah, I, that makes sense. Josh what Bell, he had a, I believe, a big, where is it? Marlins, Marlins. Yeah, Josh Bell had two RBIs tonight. Oh, wow. So he had a huge RB two RBI double that uh, cut the lead to three two, and then Jake Berger tied the game up with a single. Um, and they took the four three lead, and then they held on. It did. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it's like it's finally over. We don't have to. <laughs> right have any false type hope. of false hope i don't have to come on here and try to be like well you know if they do this right no it's done it's officially done and i don't care if they win the next two games to get to 82 and 80 it does not matter this season was the most disappointing season in padres history period that's it 
period. If you told me at the beginning of the year this team was going to win 82 games, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. You kidding me? No way. Mm-hmm. I, if 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 they won 82, if like if you told me they won 82 games and there's still two games left, they could still lose them both or whatever. Who cares? But just missing the postseason, I'd be like, something dra- had to go horribly wrong. Yeah, I Injury, agree with that. Like, like not just injuries, but like team wide injuries to the point where you're seeing lineups at the end of the year with a bunch of no names. And you're like, you got Manny, Bogarts, Soto, and Tatis all sit on the bench somewhere. Now, it kind of happened a little bit with the pitching. But, like, I mean, I'm not using that as an excuse. The, there, there is no excuse here. You, you can't use excuses for this season. You used up all your excuses of, as a franchise in 2021. I'm sorry. And then when you fall that, when you have a, a, a trip to the NLCS, you can't, and then you spend $250 million, there, you can't have an excuse. You have to take it on the chin. You have to make changes because if you do not, then you are doomed to fail in the future. There's no way in hell that you can tell me that this season is just going to be like, eh, we'll run it back next year. There has to be consequences. There has to be. No question about it. If there's not, then you're not a serious franchise. Well, remember, (laughs) Kevin AC reported as recently as 48 hours ago that the expectation was both would return. Okay? No, Peter Seidler's preference was for both to return. Now, you would assume there'll be a meeting on Monday. At this point, you know, it's it's final. The season is over. Um, and we'll see what comes out of that on Monday. And does anything change now that the Giants have parted ways with Gabe Kapler? Bob Melvin played for the Giants, is from the Bay Area, managed in the Bay Area with Oakland, and also, um, who is it? Farhan Zaidi was with the A's when Bob Melvin was with the A's. So it, it's at least a wrinkle. It's something to discuss. Kevin Acey kind of... Um, I don't know, downplayed it. I think when we asked about it today on John and Jim, we both think it's a possibility that Bob Melvin with one year left on his deal, if wanted, if he wanted to, could put his foot down and potentially make his way to the Bay Area to join the Giants if the Giants had interest and if Melvin had interest as well. Let's, let's get to some of these supers that are rolling in. Again, if you're here, please subscribe. You're on content for you guys. Padres win, but they lose because they're not going to the postseason, unfortunately, in 2023. So that kind of fiasco is beginning to set in. 80 and 80 out of the postseason, what happens next? Please subscribe. Thank you for the super chats. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. J.D. Gatcher, thank you for your longtime support of this channel. He says, too little, too late, which is literally what happened. And very predictable. Jim had talked about it a lot. Once they were basically with their, you know, basically when they had no chance of making the postseason is when they started playing well. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I mean, they literally, Jim, probably could have closed 16-0 and and not made it. Because they're still, I mean, they, they'd probably still be like a game out, you know, if they would have closed 16 and 0. Because they're 12 they still would have been, been in it, but. Um, well, they're even in it now. Um, Spicy Mayo said, uh, we had a good September, played 500 baseball. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting excuse. for that stupid fucking excuse to come out. Like, I'm waiting yep. for that excuse. I'll, I'm going to create a bingo card of potential excuses that we'll hear from this team. Right. One of them being, we played really well in September and we, we think we figured some things out 
and and hopefully we carry that over to next year. Yeah, I don't buy that. That's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Anybody tells you that? Well, Melvin was saying it tonight. I heard the entire thing driving home. I didn't hear a I didn't hear a like bring it to next year. Oh yeah, oh. Melvin said it. He said hopefully what we've done here the last couple of weeks is, you know, we can bring with us into our offseason into next year. I thought he just said offseason. I don't think he said absolutely next year. Well, I mean, do you think they're just going to bring it to their offseason? Well, there's a I think there's a little difference. You can just bring it in the offseason and you feel <laughs> okay about not okay but you get you know anybody that tells you that they can that they're going to use this well he probably said that because he doesn't know if he's going to be back right to if anybody says that this is potential momentum for next year stop they went to the NLCS last year they should have started off like the hottest team in baseball (laughs) I want to say Joe Musgrove was quoted as saying that today to Kevin AC what do you say I'm going to find it um yeah, losing a year like this in our prime is disappointing. Um, yeah. We're not it's getting any younger, Xander Bogart said. Um, this yeah. was one of our prime years, Bogart said. Yeah, you wasted you wasted a Cy Young season. You wasted a, a – I mean, I'm not going to say wasted a closer with a 1-1-3 ERA, but – Yep. I mean, because he was also a huge part of the problem. You wasted a um, Juan Soto season, even though I I still contend that his numbers weren't as impactful as they might look on paper. I mean, because up until August 1st, or excuse me, September 1st, when they were 11 games under 500, and they needed this run to just get back to 500 on the second to last day of the season. What he did in August, that is what I'll remember more than what he did in September. And what he did in August was completely no-show. Who are you talking about? Juan Soto. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, Here's a quote from Musgrove to Kevin today. The idea that we do have this four or five more years to really capitalize in some sense is comforting, knowing that we've been through some of the worst times that we're going to go through as a group. Hopefully we're coming out on the other side of that, better prepared for what's coming. I guess it's not really saying, "Hey, we're finishing strong." They're basically all just saying, "You can't wait. You can't waste a prime year." Yeah, um, and that's yeah. true. And like Xander Bogarts in year one of eleven year deal, saying we're not getting any younger, and he didn't have a good season. No, in the end, it's again, it's a lot of paper tiger type season. It's not going to look awful if someone just looked at it randomly. They'd never know the struggles that he had this year. They'd have no idea. If you look at it in two years, nobody ever, unless you're a Padres fan that watched this, there's nobody that's going to look at that on baseball reference in Philadelphia in two years and be like, man, Sandra Bogart really struggled in 2023 because it won't look like that. Right. Um, but he I did. Saw, if you I saw it. something on social media compare Xander Bogart season to Trey Turner season. Hmm. And, and Xander had comparable numbers. I think right. uh, Trey beat him in all power numbers and RBIs, right. and home runs. But I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, and I, I didn't no, granted, I didn't watch all of Trey Turner's season no. either. So I can't really I don't, it I don't was think I can bad compare. for a while. It was horrible for a while. Yeah. I mean, it was really bad for him. First half of the year at least, and beyond that. But what I will say is anybody that tells you that Xander Bogarts had a good, really good season, or is trying to say that Xander yeah. Bogarts is a top shortstop in baseball, and that you know, everyone that's saying that Xander had a bad year, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, actually. You don't know what you're talking about if you think you had a good year. Like, look yeah, at his season. Watching. You weren't watching these games. The Xander Bogarts came up in 
clutch moment after clutch moment, and he failed majority of the time. He had a really good September to make his stats look, you know, like you said, John, pretty like good. Paper, pretty good. <laughs> or half decent, yeah. That, that's not a good season. <laughs> and, and when you do it, when you're 11 games under 500, fighting your ass off to, just to get to some sort of respectable ending to a fucking shit season, I mean, it, give me a break. Yeah, he also, by the way, tonight was hit on the wrist and, and thumb, but stayed in the game. Um, we'll see if he plays the last two days or not. Like, but, and, and, and anybody, and, and look, uh, does anybody, is anybody thinking about how much time Manny's going to miss next season to start? I don't think he's going to miss time, Jim. That would be, that's so? my, I, my guess is he might miss time in the field. I'd be, it's Manny Machado, dude. They can't take him off the field with like a legit elbow ligament tear. I'd be surprised when you, with October, November, December, January, February, March, you got six full months. I don't know. I'd be surprised if he wasn't in in there for the home opener. That's my guess. Wouldn't you? Would you? You you think it's more likely or less likely that he plays on opening day at Petco Park? Like more than like that's a above a fifty fifty proposition or below a fifty fifty? For me, it's got to be above. This is Manny Machado. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, on this me one. too. I, I will. I think he'll be out there now. I don't know about Korea. Will he be? Will he be playing third base? I don't think so. I no, right. I don't. I don't know. But I think no. he'll be the DH out there. Yeah. And like I said, I, I I give him the benefit of the doubt when it comes to injuries because no matter Six what, months. he plays through it all the time. Yeah, I mean, assuming he has surgery next week, he legitimately has six months. Okay, Korea, March twentieth. Maybe that's tricky. Maybe not. It's two games. Nobody's going to yeah. go freak out. No. But hopefully, he's available when they play the Giants. Who's going to be managing the Giants? Who's going to be on the Giants? Blake Snell, Bob Melvin, others, Shohei Otani. It'll be interesting. Um, Brady, thank you. He says, so who's getting fired on Monday? You know, it's not only about that, because what if Bob Melvin wants to walk away with this vacancy in San Francisco? There are other vacancies. Look around baseball with what's going on. I, I read them today on John and Jim. There could be five, six vacancies oh. um, and half decent ones, by the way. Houston, possibly. Dusty Baker in a walk year. Milwaukee, possibly. Council in a walk year. We'll see about New York with Showalter. We know about San Francisco. We'll see about San Diego. I mean, there, there's going to be vacancies. But what if it's not about who gets fired? And what if someone walks away? Like, can Bob Melvin walk away at the end of this year, get out of that final year of his deal, and end up elsewhere elsewhere, and or retire? I think anything's possible heading into Monday related to both Bob Melvin and A.J. Preller. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, I think with the question of who's getting fired on Monday. I don't know, man. That's the, that's the thing, dude. I, I hear Kevin today and I'm like, damn, they're both coming back. I hear Dennis yesterday with Darren. I'm like, there's no way both coming, of them are back. coming back. I know. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And you hear the one thing that is, the one thing that is known is that Bob and AJ just are, there's some, there's a problem. It's a problem. Um, I mean, I've contested all I agree. along. I agree. Like, look, <laughs> you get nine years on the job, and you have failed seven of the nine years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've gone through. You're on your fourth manager now. Technically, it's. I mean, technically, it's four, but really, it's three. Three real full time yeah, managers. Pat Murphy was just like yeah. an intern. So you're on your third manager, potentially going on your could fourth. be fourth. Yeah. I mean, if, if you guys don't see it, I don't know what to tell you. 
Mm-hmm. I'm talking, and I'm talking to the Padres. Right. If you don't see the through line and you don't see the the root of all these issues, I don't know what to tell you, dude. No one in baseball history has gotten more chances than AJ Perler has as hmm. as a GM. It's up there. Person and president of baseball operations. If there has been another GM out there that's gotten more chances without succeeding, please let me know. Right. I mean, maybe. Who knows? I mean, if you want to say Brian Might Cashman. Might be like 1960. A, if you want to say Brian Cashman because he hasn't won in a decade, okay. Well, Yeah, but he's got three. He's got three. Or four. I don't even know. And, I don't and, think he had every, all four of the. And dynasty. everybody in New York wants to fire him. <laughs> um, I, I literally can't think of another GM right now. That has there been. isn't right now because there's only two GMs more tenured than Preller. They both have World Series, Mike Rizzo and yeah. Brian Cashman. So, so not active. Yeah. I don't know about the history of baseball. Who the hell knows? But modern baseball, last 30 years since like the 1990s, you, you're probably right. I don't Maybe know if Billy GM has been now. given more chances. What about Billy, Billy Bean? Billy Bean, how long has he been the? That's uh, true. Billy Bean's been, been there obviously longer than Preller, but then again, he's not even in that role anymore. He's not GM, is he? No, I don't think he is. No, I don't think he is. He's not. Uh, who is it? Um, whoever it is. But who cares? I mean, he's had a, a fortune of success, Billy Bean, when you consider the circumstances with Oakland. Yeah, man. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to really s- sell why AJ Preller should be back. Um, because you did the same thing in 2021. The same thing. Like, it, it's almost like just replay whatever you said in 2021. One in 100 year season. Yeah, like literally, just replay it. If, if you guys are going to go that route and you guys are going to bring back Preller and you guys are going to bring back Melvin, just just replay whatever you said after 2021. Because that's like, it's 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 like almost mirroring what happened. Not to that extent. Well, it's a completely different year, but the disappointment is comparable. I mean, everything was different, but the end feeling is very similar. Yeah, and I would say I look the, at it. the things that are similar are the dysfunction, the lack of communications, the molehills becoming mountains with the problems that were festering with the team, a, cl- a clubhouse that was not good. Um, I mean, those are, those are things that we all heard were going to be fixed and not happen again. And it happened two years later. Yeah, I mean, who I heard someone today. I I feel like it was nationally talking about it. Someone basically today saying like making the argument that yeah, they understand not running it back, but they also understand that the odds of if you had the exact same roster again performing to the exact same level, but they're is not. probably low. No, but I know they're not. not. I know they're not. But you know. Whoever the manager is, whoever the general manager is, the roster is going to change. You know, no matter who it is, it's not going to be the exact same team. I mean, you could make an easy case right now; they won't be near as good in terms of on paper in 2024 than 2023. Um, we'll see how it plays out. Let me get to the super here. Run it back. Thank you guys if you're here. Subscribe if you're here. Thank you for the super chats. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. Game 160. Padres eliminated from playoff contention. They can finish no better than 82 and 80. They'll wrap up their season this weekend in Chicago. Blake Snell will not pitch, presumably, on Sunday. No. Um, Run It Back says, thanks for your hard work and dedication this year. Thank you, Run It Back. Hopefully we don't sign or trade for another middle infielder next year and actually fill some holes. That is where it starts. Like, can you actually put together this roster? That goes back to our point. 
on AJ Preller. He's not been the guy to build the cohesive full bench relief. You know, the full 26 man roster has not been the strength of AJ Preller. That alone might be a reason to move on from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on, you got to be smart this off season. You really have to be smart. Um, and they got to do a lot better than they did this past off season. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have to do a lot better. I just, I, I have zero faith, dude. Mm-hmm. I have zero faith in Preller. Yeah. And if he happened to build a cohesive roster, um, it would surprise me. And I would tell, I'd be the first one to tell you, like, yeah, I was wrong. But I, I have just, I have no faith in Preller to change, to fix things for the foreseeable future, not just one year. Like, you can't just have a one year fix and then all of a sudden it turns to shit again which happened which was what happened and frankly it wasn't even really a one-year fix because there were things happened last year that were also problems Mm -hmm. they just you know overcame it because they they won a little bit sure and they didn't really win at a high clip last year it's just the postseason was a great run so i agree with that i mean you have to remember it's so long ago i think people forget 2022 start was great. I think it was like 18 they, six or something. 18 and seven. even through May, Jim, it was like we someone look up the I mean, like 36 and 20. They right. Were, they were they were one of the best rolling. And they were off to maybe the best start in franchise history in that 40 or 50 game mark. Now you're right. The lion's share of the season had its troubles, but when you get off to that 15, 16, 17 over, you can overcome it. Yeah. But to go from where they were. That amazing two months under Bob Melvin, then the highs of the postseason to this is um, inexplicable is a word I would want to use, but it's also unforgivable, right? To like go from that high. What's that? It's a never mind. <laughs> it's just it's something that I think requires a level of fixing beyond just, hey, these guys deserve another opportunity. Like you can't spend like this mm-hmm. and you can't have expectations like this and come up this short. It's one thing if you go 90 and 72 and you lose in the first round of the playoffs. Okay. All right. It can happen. Disappointing. You wished for more, but they didn't do that. And they didn't do near that. And I don't know. I'm with you. I, I think ultimately Peter Sadler or whomever is making the final say has to think long and hard and say, what is the direction of this team? And are we trying to win a World Series or are we trying to market effectively? They've marketed very well. If you're, You can't argue to me that the Padres are in a position where they can win a World Series in the next 12 months based on what they have with this organization top to bottom. I, I just I don't buy it. And I don't know if you're going to get that by making changes, but I don't think this is a World Series caliber franchise heading into 2024. No chance. I, I feel the same way. Uh, this is something like you are not having the same team next year. Like, like you just aren't, it's not even close to the same team next year. Um, so there is no, like, Hey, just have the same team play another 162 game season and the odds and like, mm-hmm. there probably will be better. Well, okay. But that's never going to happen unless you create this team on and will be the show. Sure. Um, you're not getting the same team next year. Not even close to the same team. Blake Snell said it perfectly. He doesn't know if he'll ever play on a team this talented ever again. Yeah, Juan Soto said it's the most talented team he's ever played on. He won a World Series. 
So, yeah. And it's not all about talent. We have seen that. No. You know, it's about a cohesive roster with role players. Yeah. It's about, it's like having a role. Everybody has their own, their yeah. role. Okay. This team did not have that this year. It was a lot of like, should I do this, 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 what, what's that? You know, you got four dudes in the middle of your lineup. Two of them complain about where they hit. And the other two, or one of them upset the start of spring training because someone got his money. Um, and then the other guy coming off of a suspension trying to just lay low and just do his thing. Um, and, and yeah, they're not getting younger at all. Um, there's always that injury risk every single year with every team, everybody. Manny's always hurt. He's always playing through something. Um, I, I, I got to see how Bogarts' wrist is next year because he has had a really good September. But I got to see it to believe it for a full season. I got to see Tatis be way better offensively. He was good this year offensively, but that's not what they expect from him. And if Soto returns, he's got to be what he was in September. Not to the, every single month of the season to that extent, because that you're hitting then 400 for the entire year. But you have to come up clutch, man. And this year he didn't. He, there was a lot of clutch moments that he did not come through in. And in August and the start of the year, he had his two worst months of the season. Not ironic that the Padres also were horrible to start the year and horrible in August. It's not all on Soto. Yeah, they were him. way worse in August than they were to start the year. They were actually eighteen and fifteen at one point. Yeah, it's not. It's not like all on him. It's not on one player. It's on all of them. Um, but if anybody out there, and this is going to happen next year, and I, I'll say the sa same thing. I'm sure you'll say the same thing too. If anybody out there gives us shit for talking about games mattering early in the year, <laughs> I'll just be like, example, exhibit A, 2023. I agree. I, I think all games matter. Uh, I you, think they do too. Korea is going to matter, guys. You don't Korea's need to sell matter. me on that. But the funny thing is, I don't think they dug their hole. In the first 30 games of the year, they were 19 and 19. That was the last time they were 500. I mean, 500 would have been good enough to be in this thing the whole way. But they didn't start out with, I think, would you agree that they didn't start the season and it didn't feel like they were. Yeah, they were just going it, through the motions. I mean, they were yeah, not good. It, it didn't feel like the mindset of like, this is a World Series year was there to start they, they were like, good for one honestly I, i'm not kidding when i say this there was one day this year i felt like this could be a really fun year and they had a chance to be good it's when they beat the dodgers at home in game one to get to 18 and 15 everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. I thought to myself, wow. They have a chance to be good. Game. It was a bit of a slow start. The Kershaw meme game. And from that point on, even from that point on to today, there's three games under 500. All right, Paul Meyer, thank you so much here for the Super Chat. Really do appreciate it. Guys, if you're here, thank you. Please subscribe. Year-round content, in-season, out-of-season for Padres fans, for baseball fans. Please subscribe. Thank you for the Super Chats. Just click the dollar sign down below. We're going to tell you about our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz. In a moment, Paul says two words, situational awareness. I think it's a good summary of the Padres' failure 
of 2023. Just situational hitting, clutch hitting, um, time and score, you would say, in basketball or football. They just didn't come through in moments where they needed to come through. Now, I think they've been better the last two weeks, but they're playing the Oakland A's and the Chicago White Sox, who have literally nothing to play for and have rosters that are nowhere near as good as the San Diego Padres. And maybe the Padres are due, and maybe they're doing this because they're just not in the race anymore. Um, But wouldn't you agree, Jim, that situationally, you could not have been worse, by and large, than the Padres were this year? One of the worst situational teams i've ever seen ever extra inning games late in games just when you have runners at third with less than two outs like i i just can't their batting average with runners in the scoring position for like three months was the was worst in the history. history of baseball right now i don't know where they're at right now but i can guarantee you they're 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 better than that. But Even tonight, you know what they were with risk tonight? What? One for eight. You know what they were in that loss the other day during this twelve and two run? One for seventeen. Yeah, you know? they have to be close to the bottom of the league, right? I mean, they're they're tw- I'm sure they're twenty eighth, twenty ninth, thirtieth. There's no way they're not. Let me let me because um that I'm was a huge reason why this team failed this year is they could not hit the, situationally they were horseshit. With the, and and it wasn't just like every time Matthew Batten was at the plate or Austin Nola, even though Austin Nola got a shit ton of uh, opportunities with runners in scoring position and failed every time because the dude couldn't see because the Padres couldn't diagnose it properly. And there were it was Xander, it was Manny, it was Soto, it was Tatis. All those dudes had plenty of opportunities this year when to to either bust the game wide open or add on or whatever the case may be, and they failed majority of the time. This team went, a, I think, a full two months. Imagine, like, imagine if this team didn't have Gary Sanchez on it because it felt like for like a month and a half or two months, Gary Sanchez was the only Padres player that was doing anything in any type of big situation. And then after he did it, they would win 10-1. to 1. And then they would win like 12-3. to 3. He, he busted it open. That was it. You didn't really you you rarely saw that from the big four. Rarely, maybe a couple times, but it's it's it it wasn't as consistent as it needed to be for this team to be good this year. And it it falls on those guys' shoulders. All right, so they hit two forty two as a team with men in scoring position. Somehow that that's utterly shocking to me. Wow, are, I'm looking at um, which is twenty sixth in baseball. Oakland's hitting two sixteen. The Yankees are hitting two twenty eight. They hit 242. The other teams below them, the Angels and the Tigers. So not exactly great, but I, I bet from, from the midway point, they probably hit like 265 plus with men in scoring position because they were hitting like 200 for three months this year. But again, that, that really did do them in for a good portion of this year. Um, okay, we're going to get back to this in a moment. Um, I do want to remind our viewers about our title sponsor here on the wrap-up show. We can't do this without the support of Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. We can't do this without your support either. Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance is the title sponsor of the wrap-up show. He's been with us since day one, which is September of 2021. Um, we've just concluded over two seasons of the wrap-up show on YouTube, over four seasons now of the wrap-up show in general. We started with the pandemic in 2020. So Mark's been with us since day one. We couldn't do this without our viewers. We couldn't do this without our listeners that listen back to the podcast version of the wrap-up show. And we can't do it without Mark. Great insurance agent. You can take it from us. I've got a homeowner's earthquake and life insurance policy through Mark. 
He saved my family hundreds and hundreds, if not more than that, because we had a claim in here back in 2022. He's a great insurance agent with great service and communication. He made it so simple for us last year when we had to replace our flooring. We had to have all this work done. He saved us thousands of dollars. He saved us dozens of hours of time. Uh, you can click the link in the description down below to get to Mark's website. He's a lifelong Padres fan, native San Diegan. You can go to his website, get free quotes online. You can call him. He'll talk to you about the Padres. We'll talk to you about getting free quotes. We'll save you money. Before you renew, call Mark. Whatever it is, auto, home, renter's life, condo, earthquake, whatever it is, call Mark. Um, and he's going to get you the best rate he can. He can save you $750 or more, and he's a great insurance agent. So if you support this channel, please support our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz, at Farmers Insurance. Yeah, all his information always is above my head. Right there. Nimitz at FarmersAgent.com. When you reach out to Mark, let him know that John and Jim from the Wrap-Up Show sent you all right if you're here subscribe if you're here thank you for the supers click the dollar sign below the chat box hbbv thank you for the super he says i don't think these are tied together hbbv he says fire aj and get kapler presumably um so you mean fire melvin too right because kapler's not general managing um and i don't think honestly if you hired gabe kapler tomorrow it's going to be seen as an, an extreme settle because he's been fired two times so if you hired Gabe Kapler, you're going to need to sell that. Not to say he's never effectively managed. He's you known can't. as a very good situational manager. What's that? He said you can't sell it. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to sell it. I mean, he won 107 games, but the other three years they missed the postseason in San Francisco. I mean, he's coming the off definition a of mid year. The definition yeah. of mid. And look at their September. I mean, one of the worst teams in the National League. I don't see how you sell it. Um, I think they're completely different managers. Not that that's a bad thing. And I don't think he's some terrible manager. I just think it's a very... Tough I think sell. someone did. Someone in the chat says he meant Max Kepler. Ew. I don't know who that is. Who's the outfielder. No, idiot. That's Max Kepler. Is that is is he's not a no the outfielder not the outfielder the um oh, there ain't no Max Kepler GM is there? I don't know. I think he meant Kepler. I think Gabe he meant Kepler. Kepler. Reply HBVV with whomever you meant. Kepler. Um, it's a, yeah, I don't think Kapler's the next manager of the San Diego Padres. I really don't. Um, no. Richard Flores, thank you. He says, uh, luck is the residue of design, Branch Ricky. With no culture, no philosophy, how can you build a roster to fit your team style? You need to sign the right players, not the best players. Yeah, I, th I think there's. he's been enamored with the shiny object, obviously. That's mm -hmm. what this franchise has been over the last three-plus years. Has it worked? No. Has it been a miserable failure? Yeah, at times. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think there's something to be said for that. And I I, I said this earlier this month, maybe a couple weeks ago, when they started this run. If they use this September as any type of sway to why or why they don't keep Melvin or Preller, I, I just... I'll, <sighs> It's, it would be the exact same thing that happened to the trade deadline. They used that three-game series that they swept the Texas Rangers as the reason why they should go all in for it. Now, they were mm -hmm. much closer to the playoffs then. I get it. But we also said, and you you said it firmly, are we just discrediting the, the previous 95 games? No, that's of course not. You can't do that. Well, they seem to do that because they didn't trade uh, – Snell and they didn't trade Hater and those two moves now, which I said 
you better make the postseason if you don't trade those guys are going to be viewed now i think in the later down the right line not right now but i think later down the line be viewed as like complete malpractice yeah i mean you you remember what i mean i think we both said it i was firm on it i mean 100 games 100 games and like there were not good indicators to bet on the padres like it's almost like they were betting on the padres just to like effectively market the team and not sell off because it would have looked bad but I always said you got to do what's in the best interest of the organization for 2024, and they did not do that. No. So now they've put themselves in a tougher spot to win next year because of the haul they could have received for either or both Josh Hader or Blake Snell. I'm not saying moving for nothing if the offers weren't there, but I know the offers were there because the guys were having great years, and teams are always looking to upgrade closer and starting pitching. Give me a break. High commodity, hot commodity stuff, and the Padres elected to stick with it. Okay, I get it. You're going to draw three million fans, but you damn well got to put yourself in a position to get into the postseason. And unfortunately, they didn't do that. Um, JD Castro, thank you again. He says it's ironic that the Padres went full Hollywood from the get go, while the Dodgers went more blue collar, and the Padres never woke up. Yeah, I, I mean the Dodgers offseason was very uninspiring. I think for Dodger fans, and look at where they are right now. We'll see what happens this upcoming offseason. Teams like San Francisco, L.A. with money to spend and Shohei Otani available. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, we knew that the Dodgers would be there even without wild spending this offseason. We knew they games, dude. Yeah, we knew they wouldn't win 111, and they're not going to. But look at this. They'll go minus 10, to your point. They'll go minus 10 and wins, and they'll win 100 games. It's <laughs> crazy. Know? I think they, they, they are 99. They won their 99th game tonight. So, yeah, I don't know if they're – they're not the National League favorite probably, right? I mean, it's Atlanta. It's Atlanta. But they're they're right there. I mean, you win 100 games. They're not going to be some huge underdog, I wouldn't think. And the worst feeling is knowing that the Dodgers, in a perceived down, down year, year, won 100 games, and they did nothing this past offseason because you know who's coming up. Yeah. And uh, you can't tell me they're not going to go hard after Otani. Well, that's where I'd be worried about two teams in the NOS that aren't San Diego, San Francisco, and Los Angeles would be highly concerning. Yeah. And I, very I, plausible. I would not be shocked if next year you have Shohei Otani and Blake Snell remaining in the NOS, except one of them's with the Giants, one of them's with the Dodgers. I think both will be either in the American League or National League West. I do believe that. Um, and I agree with you. I think it's a possibility that the National League West houses both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're lucky that Otani won't pitch next year, but still, True. dude is a 45 home run, 1,000 OPS player. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to face him thir in 13 games. They did a really nice job this year with the Angels and Otani yep. in that brief series. Um, but you don't want to face him 13 times a year, obviously. Dude, imagine a lineup with Mookie, Freddie Freeman, and Shoei Otani. They'd be good. I doubt they're going 81-81 that first year, would be my guess. Um, right. Eric, thank you. He says, Preller looks like the spoiled rich kid who never got hit as a kid, <laughs> told no by his parents. Hmm. Oh, okay. I, 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 wouldn't that's not, I wouldn't describe him like that. No. I would Either describe I. Preller as a socially awkward, um, overthinker, workaholic micromanager. I like that. Yeah, this is he's a classic example of the you lose a return on investment at some point with trying to work every second of every day. At some point, 
there's not a return. No. Um, was it Darren that said, did Darren say the other day something about he's making phone calls on Thanksgiving night in the middle of the night? Oh, yeah, dude. These guys making I mean, phone calls. a little bit crazy. I mean, yes, he's making phone calls left and right crazy. every single day, every night. I mean, at some point, you got to like, you got to put the phone down. Like at three in the morning, you should probably like give it a give it a break. Haven't we heard repeatedly from who's who was the one that initially said AJ repeatedly will fall asleep on the phone talking to someone through the night? I mean, that's wild. What? You've heard that before, haven't you? No. I've heard that in the last two years, Jen. Someone backed that up in the chat. I've heard that. He would fall asleep like during like the, I think he said it, like during like trade deadline season, he would just be up like talking about potential players just pass out and then like wake back up and like re like continue the conversation. I don't know who said it, but I've heard that. The, the, like one of the main problems with Preller is he is incapable of delegating and letting people do their jobs without getting involved. He also does not understand the concept of work smarter, not harder. And those are classic cases of, hey, do you want to fail? Do these things. <laughs> you know, it, you, you try to work hard, yet you're always trying. I mean, if you if you run a business and you're the CEO of the business, you let the people below you do their jobs. Like you don't get involved in every single spot in the organization, which is what Preller does. And you let you hire people to do the jobs that you set them out to do. And if the people below you aren't getting those jobs done, then you make changes. But Preller can't help himself. He has to be involved in everything, like everything. So when you do that, and if you're someone trying to do their job, but you have someone over your shoulder trying to do your job as well, along with their job, which is also not easy. I mean, how how is that like a, a cohesive, good workplace? Yeah, it's it's not a good idea. And th- that is the management style of some people. There's no question about it. Like, have you ever worked with not... somebody, John, that or has you have you ever worked and had a boss be such a micromanager and you're like, dude, leave me the fuck alone? Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I would be in the category of like, if I am overseeing people, I would just, I wouldn't want to delegate it. I would just do it myself. So I, I understand it, but it's not a, it's not a good quality of someone that's overseeing an organization. Like yeah, I'm you're, not doing two the GM. people yeah. and I'm like, I don't want like Bob doing it because I can do it better than Bob. So let me just do it. But right. when I'm overseeing like Bob Iger, who's like the CEO of Disney, like it's probably hard to oversee like the entirety of Disney. Like you're going to have to trust the guy overseeing ESPN is going to have to do it. Right. And the guy overseeing ABC is going to have to do it. And like, you, you know, yeah, you can't you can't do everything and you can't stay up 24 hours a day. Um, Luis, thank you so much thanks, for the very generous super chat. She says, thanks to you and your significant others. Kristen, Shout out to them. Kristen in the chat, and she's here right now. Aaron's for providing this venue and staying up late so fans can vent. Monday will be interesting, and I'm nervous. Letting Melvin go would be a huge mistake. I agree with this. I think what it is is it's it has the potential of being Bochi 2.0. I hate to say that, but let's be honest. This is San Diego, and that that curse is only becoming more real yeah. If you get rid of Melvin, he goes to San Francisco and then they win. I mean, how could you possibly have that situation play out, which has already played out involving the Padres and the Giants? Bochi, by the way, was under contract when he went to San Francisco. Um, 
So you just it doesn't make any sense. If he wants to be back, I'm bringing him back. Simple as that. Yeah, he uh, he has leverage here. AC told us today that he doesn't. He does. If he wants to leave, he can leave. He's, yeah, no doubt. He's not tied down to this organization. And if the $4 million is a reason why people think that he's not going to leave, you're telling me that he can't get $4 million uh, again from the Giants yeah, or the get Mets from another team or another team? Like, of course they are. The Padres are going to give him $4 million. Someone else is going to give him $4 million. And even if it's 3.9, I mean, he probably wants to be where he wants to be, you know? It's yeah. a lot of money either way. Now, if Bob truly thinks that this team is, can win next year, okay, then he'll stay and, he and he'll and he'll maybe he does right and and he'll uh not work with Preller, but like what's the word I'm looking for? Like coexist, tolerate. He'll tolerate Preller. Yeah, he could. I think he could tolerate Preller for another year. But the question is, if both of them return next year, you got Bob under on the lame duck year. So if anything goes wrong, who's to say Preller doesn't fire him in the middle of the season again if they don't or if they're not performing? The lame duck thing, and I'm with you. I, I agree with that if things don't go well. But when I read that article today on Kapler and I read that Council is lame duck, Milwaukee's been really good. Dusty Baker's lame duck. I get it. He's not a kid anymore. He's but but Dusty has said, Dusty, I think he's like, Yeah, I only do one year deals. Yeah, I get it. I know and I it makes sense, honestly. And then Phil Nevin, okay, well, you know, he kind of stumbled into the role. I get it maybe that he was in a lame duck year and they could have like a trout situation and an Otani situation where they walk. Maybe you don't want him beyond the length of the Otani deal. But like you had multiple men, like Council, Baker, and Nevin all managing in walk years. Well, you know, two um, of those teams are pretty good. Okay. The Council thing is interesting. I will say that. Yeah. It's very interesting. The Dusty Baker. I'm with thing you a bit. Okay, that's not, fine. He, he doesn't want to. Uh, that's fine. He just won a World Series. And Phil Nevin. Okay, he's kind of a first-time manager. The Angels aren't very good. I guess I understand not extending him out. That makes sense. Just bring right. him back in 2023. I think was a win for Phil Nevin. I think that's how it was looked at after 2022. Right, they were terrible. Yeah, and and you just do it um, because it's like because yeah, exactly. But Bob Melvin isn't Phil Nevin. Like Bob Melvin's a 20-year manager. Phil Nevin's a two-year manager. Bob yeah. Melvin's had success. Phil Nevin hasn't as a manager. Right. So, like, the man, it's so fascinating. Because yeah. I, I, but you're going to waste a year if you do that, though, Jim. To your point, you can't. If Bob, let's hear me out. You start 2024 and you're 9 and 19. Oh, you're uh, 10 and 16. 9 and 19 is too extreme. You're 10 and 16. And everyone, the fan base is up in arms and everyone's mad about everything. And you fire Bob Melvin. I mean, haven't you now wasted another year? And they could argue the Rob Thompson Phillies type situation. You could turn a season around in the middle of the year. It's possible. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you're going to have, who's going to have faith in that? Hey, AJ Preller just fired Bob Melvin 30 games into the year. And now they're going to go on their big run behind Ryan Flaherty. <laughs> yeah, no, I you don't, know? I don't. Yeah. It's just tough, dude. Cause they are in a win now mode. So if you do fire Preller, you are you you're running a big risk. I will admit that you are ha because you are the next running. GM is going to be like you know he's going to ask for time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know he's going to tinker. You know he's going to blame the previous administration, oh, yeah. so to speak. But like that's the thing is, there's a rock and a hard place, and it's like okay, what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the continued dysfunction and relying on hope? And a guy that in nine years has failed 
way more than he succeeded. And he is erratic and a micromanager and brings people in this organization that people are like, what the fuck are you doing? Or are you going to about face and get rid of him and start anew, but also have the risk of that person wanting to change a lot of things with the organization when it might be perceived as they're, you know, close to winning right now. It's a tough decision. And I, I, I will say, I do not envy them. If it were me, I would be the ultimate like knee jerk. You're gone. I would have. Is done it, it in really knee jerk though? I mean, it's not very knee jerk. It's not knee jerk. It's not, but like I would have done it in 2021. I would have fired him in 2021. I wouldn't even give him another year after the whole Tingler debacle. Like you're done. It was seven years of shit. I can't even count 2020 as anything. You got to go. Here's knee jerk. If this team was good this year, not great, but good, like put them in the American League and you had to win 86, 87, 88 games. Let's say they were, you know, 10 games over all year. And then those final 10 games, they went two and eight. They missed out. That's a little knee jerk. It's like you were good and then you disappointed the final week and you're like, it's not good enough. You had to make the postseason. Yeah, you went 86 and 76, but you were two and eight down the stretch. Bye bye. That to me is more knee jerk. This isn't knee jerk. We've been talking about this for five months, and you could argue it's been talked about for three plus years with 2021. They've had time to weigh pros and cons. This is not something that all of a sudden popped up. Oh my gosh, Padres are out of the postseason. We knew it was going to happen by and large for months. So for me, it's not very knee jerk. Rich, thank you for your support. Thank you for. Hanging out today, fair play. Great to see you. He says, uh, when we left fair play, the Marlins scored four runs. And that's exactly what happened. Literally, I was walking to my car, and it was 3-2. And then I was in my car, it was 4-3. I mean, it happened quick. It's our fault. It is. It's our fault. We should have spent the night. We should have. Should, honestly, if there's a place I'm going to spend the night, that's a bar in San Diego, fair play would be up there. Yeah. Um, I love that neighborhood. Couches in there. Yeah. Um, Maurice Machado, thank you so much for the super chat, guys. If you're here, subscribe. If you're here, thank you for the super chats. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. Padres win, but they've been eliminated from playoff contention in 2023. He says, players most to blame. Save the smile, pictures, and pinatas for when you're effing raking. I had no yeah. problem with it. I, I thought that it but was they something. they did drop jump. that, didn't they? Oh, they dropped it pretty quickly. Oh, but not the, not the pictures, I guess. No, no, pictures remain. Yep. They need it for their new... Uh, Polaroid book at the end of the season to sell. Um, Are they really going to do that again? I hope not. But I don't. I don't have a problem with like the pinata parties and the swag chains. Like every team does it, dude. Yep. It's not. I don't think it's a big deal. And I don't. I for damn sure I'm not blaming or putting that as a reason why they're not winning. Like I, I think that is something that's good. Um. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't find that to be any, any of a, any problem. It doesn't bother me. I kind of, I like it. Um, it is a little bit. The one thing I would say is it has that like eyewash feel. Yeah, only if you win though. Yeah, exactly. When you're not winning, it feels like it's almost fake. Yep. When hey, look at us in the dugout taking photos. Like guys, you're nine games under five hundred. Right. For whatever reason, yeah, like you come on, you got to know the circumstance. I go back to very early in the year when I when I got my first feelings that this wasn't right is when they were all laughing in the dugout at Dodger Stadium, getting swept on Sunday Night Baseball. I'm like, yeah. this is a weird dynamic here. Yeah. What is going on? 
where this team with this many stars and this much money attached to it thinks anything funny happens when you don't win. Like, this is the only job you have is to win. Like, that's the only thing that matters. And they failed miserably in that category. And they, it was weird from day one, just the way they treated losing this year. Um, Joshua, thank you for the very generous super. Really do appreciate that, Joshua. Thank you. He says, shout out today to Thanks, the man. pitcher that actually does everything. Nick Martinez, I was thinking about this, Jim. I think you have three starters for next year at least. You have Musgrove, you have Darvish, you have Nick Martinez. I think Nick Martinez absolutely starts mm -hmm. for this team in 2024. We'll see about Lugo Waka. Maybe one's back, maybe not. Um, but I think Nick Martinez is starting for this team in 2024. I do too. Um, and it's a downgrade from what you've had. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, obviously Snell. I mean, come on. You know, when you lose the Cy Young Award winner in your rotation, you need other guys to step up in a big way. Can Darvish actually stay healthy? It's a big question. He's a year older. Can Musgrove put together an all-star season? Yeah. That's what you're going to need from him. Yeah, you will. Can yeah, He's got to be really good. Can Nick Martinez give you 28 starts next year? Um, that's the question. I mean, he's never, they've yo-yoed him back and forth. I think he wants to be that guy. I think they haven't really trusted him to be that guy, but he certainly wants to be that guy. Can you find anybody out there that's going to give you 30 starts? I mean, yeah, they are. In a, the answer is they, yes. But to give you 30 quality starts. Uh, right. I mean, listen, I thought they did a nice job finding Luca, Lugo and Waka. I did too. Real I nice think, job. Can he do it again? I can't guarantee it. If this, if the, I said at the beginning of the year, I thought that this rotation was World Series esque with the talent they had. They needed to have it all go right. They had the Snell part go right. They had the Musgrove part go right until he got injured. Mm -hmm. And you, Darvish, just had a bad year. Just a bad year overall. Yep. Um, and then you had Lugo and Waka both step up in a big way. And so that's why this is even more frustrating is you wasted an opportunity from what I think a, you know, world series caliber rotation, if, if healthy and you shit the bed. <laughs> I mean, like, again, you saw, there's all these stats. Kevin's been writing about, it, I've seen it's like, they're the only team in baseball history with this, 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 and this to be at 500 or worse. We know that, mm -hmm. but like Snell, Cy Young, dude. Soto's year, when you just look at it on paper, is a legit year. Paper One of the top year, yeah. ten years in like Padres franchise history. Haters year is legitimate when you look at it on paper. It's like you add this all up and you're like, oh wait, what? Hassan Cam, and I was completely falling off. Completely. Um, he's been terrible. But you know, Hassan Kim has had a nice year. Um, it's just weird. It's just weird when you look at it all individually. Listen, listen uh Listen to this from Danny Vietti to your yeah. point. Mm -hmm. He put on like all like the things the Padres have accomplished this year. You know, you got the Cy Young Award winner. You have three players that have hit 25 plus home runs. You have the second best team ERA in the National League. Their closer has a 1.16 ERA. Uh, they have the third highest offensive F4 in the National League. Mm -hmm. and the third fewest errors in the National League. Yeah, they've been sound defensively. They have. They've been one of the best defensive teams yep. in baseball. It has not cost them much at all. And uh, and they're eighty and eighty. You're it's a five hundred team. Because I, and I'll tell you why. They're bad in one run games. They're bad in extra innings. They're not clutch. And that's all you need to know. 
Um, Kenny stuff. Thank you for the super chat. Thanks, Kenny. He says AJ should get credit for this pitching staff, and I agree. And we—that's kind of on cue. That I, I think he did a nice job with Lugo, Waka, Martinez a couple of years ago. Um, I think the bullpen. Tom Cosgrove. You talk about someone that has a future in your bullpen. Tom Cosgrove's that guy. Robert Suarez could move to the closer hopefully next year. I mean, there's there are some wins in there. It's hard to see it through the disappointment of this year, but I think the pitching has been solid. They blew some leads there, right, Jen? There was a six-week period they were blowing a lot of leads with their bullpen. bullpen. Horrible. Yeah, but I think get Josh Hader to pitch in games. But the pitching staff overall has definitely been solid. We're not like, oh, my gosh, the pitching, the pitching, the pitching. That, that's not been a common theme, I don't think, with the year. The bullpen, yes, it popped up there, but I don't think it's been the overarching theme of the year. And, and Preller gets credit for, you know, he's done some nice things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that everything he's done is shit because it's not. I, I would just be lying if I said that. He's done some nice things. But again, those nice things have to equal winning. The bottom line has not been good enough. So it's really hard for me to like fully praise Preller for some of the nice things that he has done with his franchise when the bottom line is they have missed the postseason seven out of nine years that he's been the general manager. And one of the years they made the postseason was in 2020. Like I just, I, for me, that is the, the the beginning and the end of the conversation. ORA.organic, longtime partner here on the wrap-up show. Great company. Their co-founder, Will, is a huge Padres fan, a native San Diegan, a huge supporter of this channel. If you support our work, please support Aura. Everyone could use um, nutritional, health-based, plant-based products that could get you healthier, right? Everyone wants to get healthier. They've got plant-based nutritional supplements, okay? Whether it's their probiotics, which I take every single day for digestion, heart health, mental health, and more. A great probiotic. I've taken it every day for over a year. They have pre-workout supplements, proteins for after workouts, omega-3 oils. And if you're taking a fish oil, take the omega-3 oil from Aura, right? So that's plant-based. They've got sleep pills, immunity pills, and more. Check them out at ORA.organic or by clicking the link in the description down below. But whatever it is, and there's much more, shop at ORA.organic. Whatever it is, they have it for you. And rest assured, it's the best product you're going to find on the market. It's all plant-based, okay? So ORA.organic, big-time supporters of the wrap-up show here on YouTube, Padres fans. And again, if you support our work, please support our local our partners like Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance, like our friend Will at Aura. Check them out at ORA.organic. Yeah, go there right now. If you are thinking of uh, starting to take some supplements and live a healthier lifestyle and you don't know where to go, Aura is the best place for you www.ora.organic it's all plant-based organic uh they have everything you need for pre-workout and post-workout cleanest on the market um i i've taken and i take the uh raspberry lemonade flavored pre-workout it's delicious go there right now pick up some supplements and uh, you'll thank us later by the way if you want this hat from parks and normal click the link in the description down below or the link pinned in the top of the live chat we'll give it away sunday night you need to enter to win by clicking that link, Parks and Normal, uh, an amazing company for Padres fans. They've got so many cool hats that they've had over the years, including this brand new City Connect Parks and Normal Padres cap that's actually coming out in the offseason on October 10th. All right, a couple of more supers here rolling in. If you're here, uh, we do appreciate the super chats. We're going to get to every single one of them here tonight. 
Also, please subscribe. We're about to enter the offseason. Could be as interesting of an offseason as the Padres have had in quite some time. Please subscribe. Year-round content for Padres fans. And again, if you want to contribute with the Super, click the dollar sign below the chat box. Like Paul has done a couple of times tonight. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Do appreciate it. He says, uh, where's the value talent going to come from for this team? If they can't spend more, they're going to need some homegrown talent. No? Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll need more homegrown talent. Um, some people believe they have that right now in their system with guys like Robbie Snelling and Dylan Lesko and Ethan Salas and Jackson Merrill. Others would tell you, well, they need to prove it at the major league level, which is something that A.J. Preller's prospects haven't routinely done with the Padres. But yes, they will have to develop from within to sustain any level of success. Yeah, I agree. And again, I believe it when I see it. I believe it when I see it. They've always had talented players in the minor leagues. That's to AJ's Preller's credit. But nobody gives a fuck about minor league records. <laughs> Bless me. Bless you. Nobody. And if you do... Happy offseason, Jim Sneeze. Yes, happy offseason. Nobody, nobody cares. I don't care what the missions record was this year. I don't care what the tin caps record was. It was very was. good. And it was very good. And, and not to it discredit them... Not discrediting yeah. them, but who cares? I, I just, it's about the major league club. And there is a part of this that I do think Preller has gotten some rope because of how good his minor league prospects and talents have been. Now, I would then go right around and say, well, bro, how many of you developed that have come at the big league level and are here? Because mm-hmm. the answer is like almost none. I mean, you have a couple. Like, I think Luis Campisano, you could argue, yeah, that's for sure a talent that you developed, but I got to see it for a full season. Okay. Matthew Batten's been a nice little story in September, but again, is he going to be a consequential piece? Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you just mentioned Tom Crossgrove. I think that's a good thing. I think he's been good at developing like bull, some bullpen pieces, mm-hmm. um, but nothing of like major consequence to where this guy is like lights out. I mean, Matt Brash with the, uh, Mariners, he's like one of the best relievers in the game. Uh, you know, you got relievers around baseball that are all, it seems like, from the Padres organization <laughs> at one point, or, one point or another. I believe it when I see it. They need it, for sure. They, I, you've Everyone's always said that. You need infused, homegrown talent in your roster. You just have to have it. Preller's never done it. And it's yet to be seen, and it's another reason why A.J. Preller does not deserve to be back as general manager. What do you guys think about that? We should probably put it in the um, live chat, a poll before we go. I mean, do, do you – that's a good, the way you just phrased it there, does A.J. Preller deserve to be back as general manager? I'm going to put that in right now. Um, read this super that's on the screen. From J. Preller and Bowmel need to go to couples counseling. Kind of. I don't even know if that's going to work. Hmm. Like, Kevin, like, like this, this whole notion that AJ is just going to like, hey, like the, the conversation is, hey, dude, you need to communicate more. Okay, cool. Everything's fixed. Mm-hmm. Give, what? Give me a break. Give me a break. Really? That's all they need is just better communication. 
And we've said before, it's like, if you don't like someone, you don't like someone. It's not like the end of the world, but if it, everyone's had a coworker they don't really enjoy working with and like, is it really fixable or do you just kind of coexist and you manage to get along or figure yeah. it out? But is that the best situation for your workforce Workforce when you have people that don't relate well to each other? Preller? And, Sorry, go. Yeah, no. And I mean, maybe it is because they just haven't been very good. So, of course, there's going to be friction and it's not going to be ideal. And I think to some extent that is understandable. But again, there's a difference between a good relationship and a bad relationship. If me and Jim were running the Padres, we would fight like crazy, but it would be a good relationship. Good or bad. But that's because we have a good relationship. If we had a terrible relationship, who would like if it was me and uh, if it was Jim and Jonathan Rifkin here, I'll just call that out. (laughs) Then I, I like Jonathan. No, but you know what I mean. I'm we're trying, good, to, dude. I know. Hey, you were saying. Hey, you were saying. I'm saying like if it was, you know, I don't know a good example. If it was, give me an example. In sports radio, Darren and Marty. <laughs> yeah, like are Darren and Marty going to be able to run the Padres? <laughs> like, what have they start zero and one? Darren's going to try to fire Marty, or vice versa. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm I got, sure Darren will love that analogy. <laughs> You probably would. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't know. But I get what you're saying. Is like you're gonna pull Scra you're gonna like kill Scraby if Scraby's managing this team and like after the game's like, hey, we played great. <laughs> and it was like a 10 nothing loss. You're literally gonna try to fire him. <laughs> he's like he's like, Man, that was such a hard loss. We'll get him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you would be like so mad. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You guys lost 12 to 2. And like, is that going to be salvageable with like an off-season meeting? Maybe. No. I Preller, I, I just for anybody that believes that Preller is going to change, like you're a sucker. <laughs> you just are. And I'm talking to like Peter Seidler here. I mean, dude, it didn't change after 2021. You expect it to change now? It's all oh, you know what it reminds me of. not change after 2021, though, is they did go get Bob Melvin. We're like, oh, finally. Like, it was a sigh of relief. Like, you got a real competent manager. Maybe he will just lead this team to the promised land. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't work. even, and it worked for a year. Kind of. It, uh, yeah, the winning, uh, the winning masked it, but it wasn't yep. sustainable long term. Right. It and the most amazing comment from Bob Melvin recently, I think was when he was asked on MLB Network Radio by Mike Farron, like, hey, how's your relationship with AJ? And he completely beat around the bush. But he made an amazing comment. There was like, like, oh, did you know AJ before you took the job? He's like, no, I didn't. I had never even met him one time, which I think was a huge win for the Padres. And a huge red flag, probably, that Melvin should have realized. Yeah, like, hey, maybe I should have done a little bit more diligence here. Okay, maybe I should meet him first before I take this job. Um, SJL Stevens, thank you so much for your membership and the super chat. He says, with the decrease in budget for next season, what are your thoughts on ways they can improve? They'll need pitching, depth, and bats for less. Uh, you know, I heard someone say today, because I was on like some, what's it called? Like a panel, NPR panel with Bernie Wilson. Oh, yeah, how was that? <laughs> Ryan Finley, editor of the UT, and Troy Hirsch, Fox 5. It was good. But uh, Ryan Finley made the interesting point of like, listen, the payroll by attrition will come down because Blake Snell's not coming back. So there's 16 million and maybe walk is not coming back. Whatever he just made in 2023. Oh, there's, I don't know the number I'm making it up 8 million. So like right there is $25 million. I'm just making this up. 
But my argument to that is, well, yeah, but you have to replace those pieces. Are you doing it internally? I guess if you do with someone like Nick Martinez, maybe. Are you going to have Robbie Snelling pitching on the big league team to start 2024? I find that unlikely. But, you know, this idea that just based on attrition, you could save some money. Yeah, maybe. But it's a good point, SJL Stevens. Like, how do you become more competitive by spending less when you are so handcuffed by the money you're going to spend next year on the on the big 10 or whatever, the core of the roster. Yeah, of course you're going to, there's a lot of money coming off the books next year, but you have to replace those players. And when the money comes off the books and you're still at $200 million while also needing to replace and, and fill seemingly half of your roster, then it's like, okay, that's a problem. If you, if, if this payroll, like, if they went into next year with a committed payroll of like $130 million, including Juan Soto. That would be amazing. I would feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, there's opportunities to take maybe risks. There's opportunities to get some real depth pieces for not a lot. You don't have to go out and get the big fish all the time, even though if they were at $130 million only committed to next year, you know damn well A.J. Preller couldn't help himself and he would go after Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what about that talk? Everyone, oh, Padres are gonna be in an Otani. Right. Yeah, not anymore. Right. I don't think so. But when you go into a season at 200 committed for 12 dudes, 13 dudes, you're that's a problem. I, I do think here's my okay, to answer SJL Stevens' question, and I don't have a real answer, but I will say this, and I've said this before in the month of September. And I'm not going to guarantee that Juan Soto is traded because I wouldn't do that. I think it's possible. I find it unlikely. I think it's possible. Here's what I do think. I think they'll make a real – I think they're going to make a real move via trade, potentially impacting their big league roster. And now what do I mean by that? I mean like, you know, listen, I think you got to consider – you got to consider what are you getting back for like a Hassan Kim? Okay, who's got one year left on his deal, who you'd have to pay. Is he in line to get paid by the Padres after 2024? Sure, you're opening in Korea, but that's not my reason to hold on to the player. So when I see who's movable, Kim with a year left on his deal coming off a really good year, Soto with a year. Think about it. You got one year left with these players. These aren't five-year players. This isn't. I'm not saying go move Joe Musgrove. I'm not saying go move you Darvish because they can't. They can't use Machado. They can't move Machado Bogart. But if I have a chance to move someone like Hassan Kim, who's going to go get Dansby Swanson money, I'm damn well moving him. I, I'm so I have to. Why wouldn't I? He's off a career year in gonna. his prime. I got shortstops all over the place. They're not going to. They're not going to. They're not going to. Why not? Why not? Because they don't have the balls to do that. He's got one year left on his deal. Do you trust that they're going to sign him long term? They didn't have the balls to trade. Blake Snell and Josh Hader when the, the it was like that was a kind of obvious play. They were just like, let's just go pretend like we're in this. Right. So you can't so, yeah, I, I just again, I don't trust Preller at all. Right. Make, you know, I whatever moves he makes this offseason, even if it's a big time move, I, I'm gonna be super reserved. I just I just will be. I mean Well, one person that's gone is Trent Grisham. Right, it got to be making right. three, four mil. I can do better. Either I mean, we're fucking done here. Yeah, give me a rookie or give me uh, whatever. Move Tatis to center. Figure it out. Yeah, you know, 
I just, it's, it'll be hard for me. But yeah, I have to be completely reserved with almost every move that Preller would make this offseason because of how bad of a track record he has. Um, and hoping that it would work out and looking at it, trying to look at it objectively. But until I see it, I don't trust it. Niles, thank you. He says, uh, put Preller's life in the hands of G-Man. Preller keeps his job if G-Man gets a hit before the season's over. Keeps us watching. That's ridiculous That'd and hilarious. fucking amazing. Has he still been hitless? Can you look at it? What are his stats with the Padres? All right. Let me look at this right here real quick. I know this. It's not great. <laughs> um. I mean, how many bats does he have? 20? Hold on. Active. G-Man Choi. Don't look. I'm not looking. I'm not. I just don't care. (laughs) All right. In 14 games with the Padres, Mm -hmm. he's had 24 official at-bats. Ooh. No. No hits? He's 0 for 24 with the Padres. Oh, God. With he's a, walked a little bit. He's a 242 OPS. <laughs> Does he? That's amazing. How many walks does that mean? He's got six seven. walks. He's at seven walks. That's incredible. <laughs> this guy, if he could hit, this guy would have like a 500 on base. I mean, what a just disastrous trade at the deadline. Two guys that just Rich Hill, they're 0 6 in his starts. Rich Hill, his numbers with the Padres are not good. And, and by the way, you traded for him when he. What they give up? They traded. I don't. Whatever it was, was too much. Probably the next Mike Trout. Um, with the Padres, he's zero and four with an eight point eight eight ERA oh, God. in nine games pitched, five starts. He's pitched twenty five and a third innings, and he's given up twenty five earned runs. He has struck out twenty two and walked eleven. You can't he, sell me on this. Like you traded Alfonso Rivas, Jackson Wolf, Estuar Suero, or whatever his name is. He's been better off with fucking Jackson Wolf. Who remember yeah. he made his major league debut? Yeah, and he was fine. He, he yeah. didn't have really good stuff, but but he, he, he would have been better than six losses and six starts. Is my guess. And who else is? Who else did they get? That was just I mean, Garrett Cooper. With the Padres, done, I like some Garrett Cooper, man. Done some things. We know we talked to Craig Mish to cover. What's he done? Look, what's he done? Give me his uh, um, batting average on base slug. All right, he has appeared in 40, 40 games with the Padres this year. Wow, forty games. Guys, like best player on the team. He's got four home runs, fifteen RBIs. He's got seven doubles. He's hitting two forty eight with a seven forty four OPS. That's not bad, honestly. That's not, not bad. bad at all. That's fine. That that's that's reasonable. That almost what is what is that equal to a full season? It's like quasi production. Not a lot. I mean, it's 15, 16 homers, 60 RBIs, right? I mean, it's 40 games, seven home runs in 40 games. Oh, seven? I think he said four. Oh, sorry, four. Sorry, it's seven doubles. Yeah, bad. four times four is sixteen. It's sixteen homers, sixty RBIs. That's fine. Serviceable. That's like an average season for him. I think yeah. you know, twenty twenty three. Sorry, not 2023. Uh, 2022 wasn't that good. 2019 was fine. I mean, this year he's got 17 home runs total. Yeah, that's fine. I'd bring him back for, if it was for nothing. Yeah, not, he, 
he is the type of player that it would be a good bench piece and a good player to not be your everyday starter at first base, but you know, start what four of seven games. In a yeah. Week. I kind of like him. Yeah. I, I, I'm not opposed to the Garrett Cooper experience returning. Who was the other player they traded for? Oh, uh, Scott oh, Barlow, who's under contract through 2024. That's fine. Scott Barlow, who, who yeah, will be yeah, will be in your bullpen. So with the Padres this year, I think the numbers are only going to look average, even though he's been solid. 24 appearances, he has a 3.18 ERA. That's good. 28 and a third innings. That's good. Struck out 31, walked 11. Yeah, he's been good. So two solid mar- like good players for yep. sure, and then two disastrous. But here's the thing with the two good players: you actually only have one that could impact you. It's Barlow in 24, unless you resign Cooper. True. So it's like, yeah, Cooper's been nice, but it's not going to pay any dividends. Mm, yeah. You know, moving oh, forward. Oh, they brought Jerks and Profar back too. I do like me some jerks and profar. Let's see what jerks and profar has done with the Padres because I, I mean he's just good vibes, great vibes, and they've been uh, good in September. Maybe he so was missing piece. He's only appeared in twelve games, thirty-four at bats, but he's got two home runs, a double. He's hit two sixty-five with a seven forty-one OPS with the Padres in twelve games. Jim, look at it like this. Five Five last high. What were they were 89 and 73 last year, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say this year I'm completely making it up. He's only been up for part of September. So let's say they're like, I'm just making it up. Like, give me a number like 14 and six because they're 12 and two here recently. So let's just say they're like 14 and six since he's been up, right? Mm-hmm. What I'm telling you is with him, they're like 27 games over 500 the last two years. They've with played- everyone else, they're not. They played the Rockies, the White Sox. <laughs> I know, but I'm Cardinals. saying it's good vibes. And I'm not saying it's because A's. of him. I'm saying he's the he's the glue guy. I was the one that's saying get rid of Profar, and you all were telling me last year like he's the greatest player since Babe Ruth, and not having jerks and Profar is the reason why the Padres won't win ten straight World Series. Remember, I was like, who needs Profar? You're like, why do you hate Profar? <laughs> I'm just saying they've been good when Profar has been on the team. Now I'm not paying him because he he what did he make this year? He made like ten million dollars. You, you can't pay him ten million dollars. Um, JD Gastro, thank you. He says, "Will Jim do a rush hour dance at year's end with John?" I don't know what a rush hour dance would be. Rush hour dance. <laughs> Jim's not into it. JD Gastro, nor am I. Um, I'm just looking at numbers here. Yeah, you know. And here, J.D. Goucher says, uh, Taylor Swift will get a base hit before G-Man. Oh, she's already gotten a yeah. grand, she's already got a couple hits. <laughs> she'll, she'll have more hits than G-Man Choi ever will have in his entire life. Potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, potentially true. What are you looking up? I'm just looking at stats. <laughs> you know, um, okay, while you do that, guys, underdogfantasy.com is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. It really is. By the way, limited time only. If you use promo code PADSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, they're going to match your first deposit up to $500. Now, you only have to deposit $10 to get the match, by the way. If you want, you can deposit up to $500, and they're going to match it by using promo code PADSWRAP. That is P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. We've told you about the Pick'em Simple Higher and Lower Contest. You just pick higher or lower on multiple selections, and you can win. Like For example... 
tonight in the Ryder Cup, let's say you like Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, I know Jim does, to have more than four holes won. So you go Dude, higher there. The but U.S., bro. They're getting smoked. Is getting fucking killed. Yeah, that's why I'm not watching. Um, okay, so we got that. And then let's pair it with like a Padres player tomorrow. If they have a Padres player for tomorrow. Well, yeah, I don't know. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Tatis, uh, White Sox are terrible. Higher than eight fantasy points. So if that hits, 20 bucks pays 60. Okay, right. 20 pays 60. Tatis and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. So the pickums are fun and simple. And then the drafts are great. Starting at just $3 per draft, whatever sport you're interested in, Major League Baseball, NFL. Of course, the NFL is back. College football. Drafts starting at $3. Some of these drafts, you know, the prizes are $300,000 or more. And here's the best part about drafting. You can do auto draft or you can do it yourself. And then they take care of everything. There are no waivers. It's the best and easiest place to play. There are no trades. They set your lineup for you. Check them out. Underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code PODSRAP. That is P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. What do you think the lineup looks like tomorrow? Great question. I mean, you have to play, you know, nine um, guys. I think Manny's sitting. I think Bogarts is sitting. I think uh, you're going to see Soto still out there. I think Soto wants to get the 162 games under his belt. Um, I think Tatis will be out there. I think you'll see like a Zokar. You'll see Batten. You'll see probably Eggy Rosario. You'll probably see Brett Sullivan, Cooper, Kim will be out there. Maybe. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe Carpenter gets a, a couple at bats. Is he still on this team? Who the hell knows? Is Who he? starts Sunday now? I'm starting. It's a bullpen game for me. I'm starting like Scott Barlow. I'm starting fucking Josh Hader, dude. <laughs> Can you imagine? Ask him to get four outs to start a game. I, I think we've seen the last of Hader. Good tonight. That's my guess. It was very ironic. I I I was wa- I was watching it and he gave up the home run and I and I'm thinking to myself it, it would just be so fitting to have the night they get a like lose this game this way with Josh Josh Hader out there like but they didn't to their credit they won good for them. But, would you like to uh, see Manny play all nine positions with his broken elbow on no, Sunday? I want to see Manny immediately get flown to whatever doctor he's going to go to to get surgery tomorrow <laughs> yeah are we going to see manny these last two days uh, i mean there's gonna to have to be some type of end of the year thing right yeah i would th- what you're, oh you're saying surgery no no like talking because because i feel like you know the last time they were here you know in san diego it was there's a lot of media's fault and right uh, uh, I know that, and Manny did talk tonight. Like I think Manny did talk. Uh, he, uh, let me see here. I know he did speak. He did he tonight? I didn't see any quotes. Um, you're not looking hard enough, John. Um, here we go. You want to hear Manny real quick before he bounce? Yeah, but don't get us like fired. I won't. All right, this is Manny Machado on uh, talking about. Like what needs to change next season? And uh, oh wait, what do you expect from ownership in terms of roster additions this offseason? I guess. 
what, what does he change to get to where you want to get to next year? Play better. I mean, that's simple. Same, I mean, same play better. I mean, I think ultimately you've seen what we've done this month. Um, we played what we were supposed to do, and we did what we were supposed to do, and, you know, it was a little, a little too late, but, you know, we just got to play this baseball every single day. Um, you know, for six months and, and come off strong, you know, from the beginning. And, um, you know, I think that's that's where everyone in here these last you know, couple of weeks have been, have been thinking about is, you know, we, we could have been doing this all year and we're going to do this next year and we're going to come back and we'll come back with vengeance. And, um, you know, I think uh, everyone in here is, uh, you know, obviously let down by the season, but, um, you know, we know that we're better than this and we're going to come back next year and we're going to be a lot better. What do you think in particular led to the better players from the specific adjustments that could have been made earlier in the season? Just baseball. Baseball. I mean, we play, we play better baseball. We play good defense. Our pitching, you know, obviously was all, you know, there. And we, we, we got some time, time to hitting. Um, you know, and ultimately we, we, you know, I think the biggest thing is we, we, we impacted the game in the middle of the game where, you know, we didn't earlier in the year was, you know, we didn't, we didn't get those extra runs, um, you know, off of those pitches that were right on the ropes, kind of struggling a little bit. And, we, you know, we're able to take advantage of those situations and, and, and tack on, you know, three or four runs and give our pitchers, you know, a little bit more uh, wiggle room to, to play with. And, um, you know, I think we should have done that a little bit more throughout the year, and we didn't. And, um, you know, but... Yeah, I mean, it's just, we just take the baseball this next month, and, um, you know, we, we got to do that for six months next year, and we know that. You mentioned you think most guys will be back yet. Yeah, a lot of guys just be extra sun long term. Do you, do you expect ownership to go out and do something similar to the best off seasons go out in that big piece? Or do you think you guys I mean, I, I, have, I have no idea. I mean, I think we, we believe in the guys. I think the front office believes, you know, Peter believes in, in the team that we have. And, um, you know, obviously, that's why they put it together. Um, obviously, it was a letdown, for sure. Um, you know, I'm not going to hide that. But, uh, you know, we believe, and we believe in the guys that we have here. So um, we're just going to grow from this. Um, the learning experience for all of us. And, uh, you know, take it in, take the good, take the bad, and, and, and move forward. And, you know, know that we're, we're, we're capable of playing better baseball than we did this year. Thoughts? It's very manny. I, I, don't, I have no issue with it. <laughs> I mean, it's manny. I know it's Manny. It's baseball. It's fucking yeah. baseball. We'll like, be better. We'll be better. It's not that bad. We'll be fine. We're just at an off year. Okay. Um, real quick, there's another super that rolled in, but Murray says, serious question. How do I follow the show in the off season? Vikings are lame. It's going to be a sad four months. I'm going to propose something that Jim could immediately shoot down. And I'm doing it live on the wrap up show. Okay. I'm not opposed to doing the Sunday night shows. I like the Sunday night. I feel like people know we're here. Some of our best shows ever in terms of like viewership have been on Sunday nights. Let me talk to my agent about yeah, that. Yeah, that's fine. His when agent say, is... My agent's Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But we'll do okay. shows during the days. Like... Yeah, and 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 of course you can always watch them back on replay for doing them during the day. And listen, if there's any breaking news, like I'm actually supposed to go to Vegas potentially Monday night to see my brother. But for example, if like AJ Pearl is fired Monday, then we're gonna do a wrap up show. Yeah. Okay. So let's be clear. And it's um, not John and Jim, like a lot of shit. So you get John and Jim. But it, this is year round. Make no mistake. Our partners are with us year round. Uh this is year round. We're doing shows, you know, every single week throughout the course of the off season. So we'll figure out 
the exact plan. But Murray, just subscribe and you'll see when we have new content, whether it's live or on replay. Let me get to this uh, super that rolled in, guys. If you want to contribute to super, now is the time to do it because we're about to get out of here. Padres eliminated from playoff contention tonight despite winning. Um, Niles says for our last two games, and thank you, Niles, I want to see all eight of our shortstops out there in the infield together all game. They could get, I don't think this team gets cute because they're 80 and 80. There's always cute things you can do in final games. I think they might do a bullpen game on Sunday. That's not overly cute. And I think they may sit some guys over the next two days. But I'd be surprised if they did anything stupid like, hey, mm-hmm. let's have Fernando Tatis Jr. play every position. I mean, it's not happening with Tatis, but you, but you get my point. I, that would surprise me if they did anything like overly cute. Yeah, you're not having Adam Wainwright having at bat. Exactly. <laughs> Like, exactly. the, like the Cardinals did tonight, down 14 to 2, by the way. Jeez, they lost 19 2. They lost 19 2? 19 2. Because it was 14 to 2, I think, when he got in a bat. It was their second worst loss ever to the Reds. And like I saw this in the chat, years. by the way, earlier on. We were talking about like knee jerk reactions about a team that's had a good year and then they fall down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Like that's the Cubs right now. <laughs> yes, they've collapsed, but they have no expectations. But oh, it'll be a miserable nightmare in Chicago. And they may knee-jerk their way. I mean, they may have some changes off what's happened here. They've been terrible. You, yeah, dude. You you gotta you gotta hope that uh, Miami loses the next two to Pittsburgh, and then they somehow lose that Mets game on Monday if they have to play it. Wait, is that what they need? They need three losses, three wins to get in. Well, Chicago's a game and a half back. Cincinnati's a game and a half back. But the thing is, the half game is because of. Uh, yeah. The Marlins and the Mets game not becoming a final. They're so done. Just, just say that the Miami, say, say the Marlins win that, won game. that game. Yeah. You're not so too bad back back to, to play. Yeah. Oh, they're done. Yeah. I think so. I think the Marlins win tonight over Pittsburgh was like huge, massive. Yeah. But if you're the Marlins, dude, you got to be Pittsburgh the next couple of days. You're not trying to go back to New York. You have to. That That is their main but, motivation is sweep the Pirates. Yeah, but, but hear me out. If they're, if, they may still have to go back because of seating. Because they're not oh, going to seat them with six because of Arizona. They're going to need to do it for seating oh, if they're within Arizona's a half game of each playing other. playing Houston, right? And they lost to Houston tonight, I think. Did they? So what, where is it right now? Is Miami like a half game behind Arizona or a game? They're a game behind Arizona. See, no, I half mean, game behind Arizona. Oh, they may have to God. go back to New York regardless. Oh, my God. To finish that off. They probably will. That's so dumb. Fuck, dude. That's ridiculous. And then they're bro. either going to... Philadelphia or Milwaukee based on whether they're the five seed or the six seed. I know. know. Philadelphia. They're at 89 and 70 right now. Milwaukee. Yeah, they've been amazing. One and 69. Uh who's real quick before we got here? Give me your give me your World Series teams coming out of the National League and American League. Just don't. I don't Why care don't about do that Sunday night. I don't care about explanation. Just give me who you got. Who you think? And we'll give our tune explanation. in Sunday night. Uh, tune in Sunday night. Fine, Sunday night. We'll do that. Sunday night. All Let's right. make some World Series predictions. I, I'll guarantee out. you this: it ain't the, the Padres are not going to win the World Series. They will not win the World Series. No, unfortunately. No. Maybe next year. That's but that the might motto. be a bit of a stretch. That needs to be the motto. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. They're going to do it with Preller. Man, is Black Monday coming or not? Like, what's Monday going to look like? I don't think so, unfortunately. And that's pretty bad after the season. Um, okay. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Here's the deal. 
If you're here tonight, we're back Sunday night. We will wrap up 2023. We'll make some off-season predictions. We'll make some playoff predictions. We'll look ahead to, is it going to be a Black Monday or not? Join us Sunday night, 9.30 Pacific Standard Time. So please join us. There's a lot to discuss Sunday night. I promise you that. So please do join us Sunday night, and please do subscribe, all right? If you are a baseball fan if you are a Padres fan we got a lot of people in here that are baseball fans that are not Padres fans because I think they appreciate our content so thank you for that um so if you're a baseball fan and you're here and you appreciate what we're doing please subscribe simple as that we're here for you there's been years of us doing this so thank you guys for hanging out smash the like button for us Padres won they're 80 and 80 um follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Jim Russell SD what's that they're one win away from becoming a serious baseball team you're saying if they finish, oh, because of being over 500. I, that's what I did. I said that right. I said you have to be yeah, over 500 over. to be a serious baseball team. So is that what you would use as your excuse? Like, hey, AJ, you missed on the year, but yeah, but I'm a serious baseball team. We went 82 and 80. <laughs> I'd be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> exactly. Um, thank you for the super thanks, by the way. If you're here on yes, replay, we really guys. do appreciate those super thanks that have been rolling in recently please support our partners like we can't do this without our viewers we can't do this without our partners mark nimitz at farmers insurance if you have an insurance need please contact mark this offseason seriously he's gonna save you a lot of money he's an amazing guy a great insurance agent take that from us we have insurance policies through mark click the link in the description down below aura if you're looking to get healthier plant-based nutritional supplements they have them for you great local company if you're looking to get healthier we all are if you want to support the channel check them out ora Dot organic or click the link in the description down below and underdog fantasy limited time $500 match on your first deposit use promo code pods wrap that's p-a-d-s-w-r-a-p they have the pickums they have the drafts nfl college football major league baseball mlb postseason and more up to a $500 deposit match use promo code pods wrap all right guys not going to be 2023. Hopefully 2024. For Jim, I'm John. We'll see you Sunday night, 9.30. Join us. Wrap-up show. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.